It's DTS145. We're looking back at the beta and alpha of 2014 and also learn how you could maybe get a studio tour at Bungie. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Gary the Show. What's good, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Diddy, how you doing this week, man? Man, this week has been busy. I went on, on a couple long hikes with Flynn and the girlfriend, so that was really nice. And I played some Iron Banner, you know? I mean, of course, you had to, right? So I'm on that quest for another 400 light level helmet, and unfortunately, did not get it this week. Oh, man. This week, Diddy was fairly light with news in the world of Destiny. However, it's charity time, and we've got two initiatives from Bungie, and you can actually earn a studio tour. We'll talk about that from this week at Bungie. Phil Spencer made some comments on Destiny 2, an amazing, amazing YouTube video made by some of our friends over at the Destiny the Game subreddit. And we're also going to look back at the alpha and the beta from 2014 point out how long they lasted, when they went, some of the stats so that people can get prepared for the upcoming beta later this summer. So why don't we hop into it? News! And this week at Bungie, Diddy, were you looking for Destiny 2 news? I think everybody was, but... yeah. Uh... We didn't get anything. <laughs> King's Fall still reigns supreme as that really long, challenging raid. I think it's it the serves epic. its purpose. <laughs> it's the epic, the epic one, the epic mountain to climb. And man, you have to be so precise that whole raid. And it's so rewarding when you finish it. But man, is it a climb. Take people that you're not worried about offending. Because that final room, dude, when you're like, did you jump on the platform at the wrong time? And they're like, no, bro, I didn't. I promise the connection was whack. You might lose some friendships if these are not people that you know really, really well. You know what I'm talking about, Diddy? This is the raid where I'm like, I really wish dedicated servers were a thing. Because for whatever <laughs> reason, those platforms always seem to just two out of three times burp or do something weird for me. Yeah, definitely. Even at the War Priest, right? You know, getting those glyphs in sequence for the challenge. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't register when you jump on it and it breaks the sequence and everybody freaks out. Oh my God, get off. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it was just like, just reset. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Give it a go. Further down in the weekly update, it's time to talk about charities, Diddy. It looks like Destiny's Bungie Foundation is at it again, celebrating their sixth anniversary. The Men in Kilts fundraising competition is to raise funds for families staying at the Seattle Ronald McDonald House. And there are some really stinking cool donation incentives for this one. Check out all the participants and cast your vote for Team Bungie by donating $10 or mo more. Every $30 donated will pay for a family to stay at the house for one night. Head to the RMHC donation page and cast your votes by Friday, April 28th. We'll have a link to the weekly update on our website, destinytheshow.com, where you guys can just go to bungie.net and you'll find this post. The rewards that they list here, or I guess incentives, I should say, are $50. You get the 7-7 Ad Infinitum Player Emblem. That's the gold one with the seven crest on it. It was a uh, Bungie store emblem. If you purchase something, I think around Taken King, you got that emblem as well. $100, the prize above, which is the emblem, 
plus a mailed postcard from Bungie's Men in Kilts. So that's actually pretty cool. Handwritten note there. Uh, $250, all prizes above, plus play Destiny with a Bungie developer. So maybe you get Josh Hamrick, or maybe even Luke Smith will climb out of his Destiny 2 cave to, uh, to play with you. $500, all prizes above, plus a digitally delivered signed caricature of our Bungie Men in Kilts team drawn by one of our kilted members themselves. That's actually really cool. Hang that uh, in your kitchen so you can stare at it while you eat. That'd be nice. And $1,000 a studio tour of Bungie. Of course, transportation and or lodging not included. And this is for a really good cause. At the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Western Washington and Alaska, we support, and I'm quoting from their website, Seriously ill children and their families. At our Seattle and Anchorage houses, we provide a home away from home to support families while their children receive critical medical care that they need. So they provide facilities for more than 28,000 nights of housing a year for families with children receiving treatment at Seattle's Children's Hospital. That is a really cool initiative. And if you're somebody who maybe wants a tour of the Bungie studio and get to benefit a good cause... This all seems pretty awesome. They do note that you will receive an email no later than Friday, May 5th, regarding the redemption of each of those rewards. But it goes further, Diddy, because the fourth annual Gauntlet Tabletop Tournament is happening. This May, Team Bungie will be competing against 15 other local businesses to help raise funds for Treehouse, a local organization that helps foster kids pursue their dreams and build for themselves a bright future. So the donation page, you have a little bit longer with this one. Up until May 21st, what are the rewards on this guy? For $50, the Eye of Eternity player emblem. At $100, you get the Eye of Eternity player emblem plus a programmer art character of you. And uh, we can't guarantee that it'll be good, but it will be funny. So I guess a programmer is going to be drawing a caricature of, of yourself. That's actually pretty funny. $250, all the prize listed before, plus play Destiny with a Bungie dev. There's an asterisk here. If you donate $250 separately to each of the men in kilts and gauntlet fundraisers, you will be able to play Destiny twice with a different bungee dev. So there you go. That's actually pretty sweet. And then for $500, all the prize listed before, plus lunch with Team Bungie. So I assume that's the team that is going out to the tabletop tournament. Transportation and lodging not included. What tabletop games are you competing in, Bungie? I want to know. <laughs> I have a buddy who plays Warhammer, and that is like super expensive, but it seems kind of fun, kind of cool. So we're getting a new hot fix, 2602. It's coming before the end of the month, and the only thing that they mentioned is that it's going to fix those never-ending trials games. Did he, have you seen or heard about this? I saw a streamer who sat in one, I think, for like six or seven hours, Ooh. and this has been going for forever, it feels like, but... <laughs> This will finally fix that before the end of the month. Speculation on anything else that you think is going to get patched before we move into that May 18th Destiny 2 gameplay reveal? Uh, they do also mention that they're planning to end those endless notifications that echo from the API. That's the uh, Age ah. of Triumph reward notifications yeah. that keep popping up. That's the API pinging your Destiny account every single five minutes or so. So they're working on a fix for that as well. They didn't say it's guaranteed, but they are planning to end it. That's their direct quote. So they're working on it, guys. Yeah, DIM users will know exactly what this is because every time you pull up <laughs> DIM, it's a record book. You're like, no, I don't have any notes to do. Thank you very much. 
along the lines of fixing some things for those players who have reached rank seven in your Age of Triumph record book and you haven't been able to get your code, the discount code to the Age of Triumph t-shirt, they fixed an issue in which the codes weren't going out. And here's a big one, Diddy. For those collectors who have a lot of Age of Triumph ornaments or who've been opening a ton of the Age of Triumph cases, basically, you cannot have more than 10 Age of Triumph ornaments on a single guardian or they just go off into the nether so let's say that you have five at the postmaster and five in your inventory the next one you get it's lost forever so you can only have 10 on an individual character's inventory other than that (laughs) i don't know how many people this is going to affect because i didn't buy any more i don't understand buying microtransactions anymore for destiny one especially if it's not going to carry forward you know yeah definitely all right and then finally daddy Defender Bebop made it into movie of the week. This was my community confluence choice from last week. Thank you to the listeners. This is one of my favorite montages ever. It was really cool to see it get the little bungee bump there. And it's up to like 30,000 views so far, which is pretty good. I hope hope this gives Destiny Fun Police a big boost in the subscriber growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Deserves it, definitely. That's going to do it for this week at Bungie. I want to move on to a couple of comments that Phil Spencer sort of made at like a cursory glance. He didn't really give too many details and i doubt phil spencer oh by the way who is phil spencer diddy for people who don't know he's the head of xbox at yes. microsoft yep so he's a very public face he's in the news regularly and especially with e3 around the corner we're going to be seeing and hearing more from him as always but he was doing an interview with gamma sutra in which he made some comments about destiny 2 i just want to preface this phil spencer probably has not had any inside look at destiny 2 early He maybe has, but I highly doubt that. So take these comments with a grain of salt, right? And then I quote, So when we thought about our tools, I said, okay, games are going to live longer than we're used to them living on our platform, which means from the service capability and monetization standpoint, we've got to go build tools so that they, being Bungie, can continue to give content and services and other things to the customers. Seeing games like Destiny get born this generation makes a lot of sense. But also these games are going to probably start to span generations. You know, if you think about like Destiny 2 is coming this year, I pick Destiny because I think I have like 600 hours into the game. But, you know, Destiny 2 is going to be one of these games that I expect five, six or seven years from now, people are still going to be playing that game. It's going to be a little bit like WoW, which, you know, whatever it's been 10 years, 15 years later, millions of people play the game, end quote. So I just think it's an interesting comment there where, games and franchises are lasting a very long time you and i both know destiny 2 is not lasting seven years right (laughs) yeah maybe not Uh, you know if they do the same thing destiny 3 will uh kick it off again so hopefully not so what he's implying i think is more destiny 2 is gonna be more of an investment game this time around than destiny 1 so that it actually has the what's the word it can actually continue you know it's going to be playable years from now kind of like halo 3 you can go back and play halo 3 right now it's not going to be the greatest experience of your life but it's going to be a game you can go back and play and it's going to be fun and by the way phil spencer world of warcraft is about 12 and a half years old we're not 15 (laughs) years old yet but that's okay i forgive you because you're phil spencer and i really hope you guys bring some awesome exclusives because you darn well need it playstation 4 is killing xbox (laughs) one this dude I think it's what Xbox One is in the 20-ish, like mid-20-ish million copies or units sold. And then PlayStation 4 is now in like the low 50 million units. It's it's wild. Wow. Huge yeah, difference there. <laughs> that's insane. And I just want to further add to your point uh, earlier about 
Phil Spencer, he might not have seen any Destiny 2 footage. He's at least been pitched the idea of Destiny 2 from Activision or Bungie so that, you know, to confirm that Microsoft and Xbox are going to continue to have Destiny. (laughs) Um, So he's at least heard an idea of what Destiny 2 is going to be like, even if he hasn't seen anything. So he, that comment right there makes me think, you know, Destiny 2 is going to be more of that long-term investment game. And who knows? Maybe he's seen it, dude. Maybe they've already got a version running on Scorpio for the devs to sort of play around with and see, all right, well, this is what it's going to be. They're also both in Seattle. Like, Microsoft is in Bellevue, I think, or really close to it. A lot of those folks, 343's up there, and they have a lot of the, like, meetings up in Bellevue, Washington. So it wouldn't surprise me. All right, that's it for the weekly update. Phil Spencer's comments. Diddy, let's talk about timelines. So I want to throw it back to 2014. I think we have a lot of listeners that we've accumulated who didn't play in the alpha, have no idea what happened in the beta. Throw out some of the dates and talk about the events that happened because we are having this summer with Destiny 2, another beta. So take me back in the time machine, Diddy, to a younger you. It's 2014. It's summer heats out. You're one of those crazy people who bought a PlayStation 4 earlier than the rest of our entire friend group for (laughs) one single game. Yeah, and that was Destiny. You know, uh, 2014, I was still in college. Oh, my gosh. That seems so long ago, even though it was just a couple years. Man, okay. So, yes, I did get a PlayStation 4 for Destiny, and I was fortunate enough to play in the alpha. The first look Destiny alpha was available from June 12th to June 15th. 2014 on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 and Guardian started out at level 3 went up to level 8 I believe had a couple story missions as well crucible matches on first light and the other one um shores, shores of time, of time. Yeah, shores you. of time yeah <laughs> and it was awesome it was unlike anything I've ever played before Scout rifles were awesome in Crucible because First Light was very good. Sniper rifles were great. The vehicle combat was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> it was, Talk about the Interceptor. Man, the Interceptor for, I think, maybe the beta as well, but it was so good. There were two Interceptors on First Light, and one for each team or side spawning, and it shot faster and the detonation and explosion radius were larger. So, it was like first one to the interceptor gets a 10 kill streak because it is it was ridiculous imagine shooting like yallerhorn rockets dude it that's what it was like and it i still have beta footage of it the fire rate was super fast and that was the meta get in your sparrow get to the interceptor and you win the game that was first light in a <laughs> nutshell dude and sniping first light oh that was so much fun i loved that and it's important to note too the only places that the Alpha were available for those three days was PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. And these were people who registered for that Alpha test on greatnessawaits.com, which is one of those PlayStation domains, you know? Yeah, and oh, man, it was it was so good. I had a couple... No, that, those were beta videos. We'll get to the beta in just a second. <laughs> okay. 6.4 million games were played between June 12th and the 15th. That's a lot for three days, and for especially something that you had to like sign up for. Um, yeah, that's insane. Let's move along to the beta. Who else got involved, the dates, and how were you able to get into the beta? Finally, Xbox got their feet wet with Destiny, but not after a week of PlayStation had access. So the beta ran from the 17th of July to the 28th on the PlayStation platform. 
and Xbox joined them a week later between the 23rd and the 28th. So maybe I have some footage of it still on my computer that we can throw up on the YouTube version. But anyways, um, Iron Banner was a thing in the beta, even though it didn't work. <laughs> um, auto rifles were king, and the moon opened up. If you had pre-ordered the full game, you got your redemption code to access the beta. However, you also could redeem three download codes on a specific platform. So I remember giving away Destiny beta codes for my pre-order. I thought that was fantastic. I don't think they're going to do it with Destiny 2, however. I could be wrong, but what, what a great free promotion tool. It doesn't cost Bungie any money, and you can get your friends involved if they're really proud of the product, and they're like, this beta is going to blow your mind. Ah, oh, I'm just super excited about the Destiny 2 beta thinking about it, man. We're going to be playing Destiny 2 in just like four or five months, man, or less. Yeah, oh, I mean, I would sweet. expect a similar timeline this time around for a Destiny 2 beta. I was looking at the calendar here, June 2017. Those last two weeks are the 19th through the 30th with the, that's June, but uh, also July as well. Uh, maybe July is a better month <laughs> for a beta. So that would be the 17th or I guess the 18th would be server reset Yeah, uh, through the 30 through the 31st. So the 1st of uh, August is a Tuesday. So I'm going to probably expect a similar timeline there for the beta strikes as well. Strikes were available. I mean, at least the folk, not the Fogoth, <laughs> the uh, Sepix Prime strike was available during the beta as well. Yep. That was the first time we had ever really done anything like that in a game, you know, or at least in a shooter on a console. No, I loved it. It really was. Nobody knew what it was going to be as a game, and now we've all come to accept it, but Destiny really did change conventions, traditional expectations of what a console shooter should be in regards to player versus enemy type stuff. I mean, we'd love to rag on the game, and yes, it has a ton of shortcomings, but nobody really expected it at the same time when it was changing perceptions of what it meant to be sort of this looter shooter because i don't see destiny as much mmo as i do more like a diablo type game it's it's a looter shooter with social elements and destiny 2 could take that even further depending on how they they branch off people who played at the beta on july 26th at 2 p.m earned an exclusive emblem and this is the sigil of the elders was that what it was called sign Something? of the elders it's an sign of the common yeah it's the uh, the base white emblem with the uh, destiny ship in the circle it's yellow and turquoise or teal, yeah. whatever color you want to say. I still have mine. Some cool facts about the beta, by the way. Um, the Xbox 360 arcade, the 4 gigabyte one, and also the PlayStation 3 that had only 12 gigabytes of hard drive space weren't able to participate because they didn't have enough hard drive space to download the thing. And oh my gosh, did he? Some of the numbers uh, from the infographic 4.6 million players participated in the beta. That's insane, dude. That's a lot of people for something that you needed to pre-order, you know? Yeah, for a two or one week period, depending on the platform. That is huge numbers for, yes. uh, for a beta. <laughs> that should be like the intro. That really should. In Japan, <laughs> the Destiny beta was available for PlayStation 4 only, but it didn't require a code to participate within. Okay, why did we talk about all this, Diddy? Why does it matter, other than a nostalgia trip for our older listeners? We've kind of hinted at it while we've been talking about it, but we th we're going to expect a similar timeline. You and I were expecting a very similar timeline and structure for the Destiny 2 beta. So like I said, we're expecting that June-July timeline again. 
uh, E3 is that timeline as well. So probably going to hear some info there, or at least May 18th during that stream. And we're probably going to expect PlayStation to come around a week before or sometime before Xbox as well, because the PlayStation exclusive have confirmed to be continued in Destiny 2. So as Sony says, Destiny is better on PlayStation, which not everybody might agree. So also PC, why am I forgetting PC? I would expect if they do PlayStation before the other consoles that Xbox and PC would come in at the same time. I don't think another second tier of launch for the beta would would happen just the playstation coming out early yep so maybe june-ish july that's my prediction i think throw it around e3 hype i mean maybe even make it go live right if you look at june right i think june 12th or 14th or something is e3 this year so perfect timing for an awesome gameplay reveal huge trailer and you can go pre-order the game right now (laughs) for beta access that kind of thing so overall that's what we're looking at for the next set of timelines. May 18th is our gameplay reveal for Destiny 2. All right, I want to shout out for our community, community confluence. This is the section of the show where we throw out one of our favorite pieces of videos this week. Hey, the Destiny 2 fan-made trailer got some promotion on GameRant.com. If you guys haven't seen this, I'm going to be throwing it onto our website, DestinyTheShow.com. Redditors, Chammer88, and Reddit mod Fuzzle underscore HC, fan of the show, and Absolute Chaos all collaborated together on a concept teaser trailer for the second installment of Destiny. This thing is really cool, I'm not going to spoil it, but they implemented clips from all around the different eras of Destiny from different streamers, personalities, and of course press material, all building a very hype field. Uh, just cool trailer, it's, it's not that long, it's two or three minutes, and it made me excited, and I'm glad to see that other publications were taking note and showing it some love. Alright Diddy, your turn, what's your confluence? So mine comes from, I'm not going to say his Reddit username, I'm going to say his YouTube username, uh, it's Glad. He did a Reddit post the other day about a solo one sword 390 Crota, first ever. So he, as a Titan, killed Crota by himself in a single sword. And the reason this is my confluence is because this is so optimized and so precise, it has to be frame perfect for you to pull this off. It's insane how good this is. So one of the main questions was why people think this was not possible to solo one sword crota it's because the oversoul right the oversoul spawns as soon as crota stands back up you have to dps it to not wipe and as a solo player you couldn't focus the oversoul and kill a crota in one sword that's not the case i'm actually going to quote from his post here Without the oversoul, a simple three down with the Titan would have done very qui- would have been done very quickly. However, there's not just there's just not enough time to destroy the oversoul. So what about just killing him in two downs? This is extremely unrealistic to do, almost impossible, and requires two supers. So let's see what made it possible. So thanks to a couple other uh, collaborators, he references uh, the user textbook. They uh, did some math, and Crota takes about 11 and a half hits with weapons of light to kill. Glad, as well as Crota expert Error, we've mentioned him before because of his amazing PvE content, they uh, discovered that you may be able to enrage him in only two downs. So there's a certain sword combos that you can do. That, and he lists two, slash, slam, 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 or slash slash uppercut slash slash uppercut slam 
And these are very tight sword combos that you can do and just very barely do enough damage to Crota before the Oversoul pops to kill him. And watch the video. It is so great how perfect it is because, man, that first down, it's like you have to be lunging at Crota as he's kneeling down to deal the damage with your slam as soon as his knee touches the floor. It is so cool. The timing has to be so ridiculously perfect with this. These are the type of people who need a mythic level difficulty, dude. I look at this and I go, I am never going to achieve such PvE accomplishments, but it's so fun to look at and be like, yeah, that's legendary. You are somebody like, I just love this video, man. Thanks for throwing it in here. Diddy, I think we got a question from a listener this week that we want to talk about. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, Matt, who is a hunter, which throws him right in your team, Diddy, and he plays on PlayStation 4. I'm going to paraphrase his question. Essentially, he believes that Xbox and PlayStation 4 players will be able to cross-play together in Destiny 2. And I quote, If this did happen and Destiny 2 was the first major title to have this capability, what do you guys think about this idea? Okay, would we see PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC players all coming together and playing in the same world seamlessly? And I think my answer, Diddy, is I don't believe this is happening at all. I think they're all going to be their self-contained universes. I think Xbox will be Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation, and PC, PC. I highly doubt you're going to see cross-play. I do remember six months ago, Microsoft publicly said that they would be open to having players play online across different console networks, and that Sony responded to this by saying, PlayStation has been supporting cross-platform play between PC on several software titles, starting with Final Fantasy XI on PS2 and PC back in 2002, which they did, which is insane. And Final Fantasy XI, by the way, is still getting patches. A 2002 wow. game. It's, it's <laughs> mainly for PC. I think the PS2 support stopped this last year, or it's stopping soon. But there's been no further momentum with that. Even Sony like said publicly, yes, we might be open to this, but it really was them just saying, we've done this for longer than you, and it was between PC and PlayStation. The reason I don't think it's going to happen with Destiny 2 is money. It's all about money. Sony pays a heck of a lot of money for those exclusives to get you to try and buy Destiny on PlayStation 4. They don't. It's not a smart business decision for them to pay for those exclusive items and then encourage you to play on whatever system that you want. No, the whole point of that is for you to buy a PlayStation 4. And I know it sounds rough, but PlayStation and Sony's job is not to give you the greatest gaming experience ever. That's what they want to deliver to you, but it's all through the vehicle of the best business model possible. And I think it's not going to happen with Destiny 2. I don't think there's going to be cross-play. Did he? Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head as well. More on the point of the exclusivity for me. You know, PlayStation gets those exotic weapons, those unique things in Destiny that Xbox and, you know, now PlayStation or PC are not going to have access to in Destiny 2. And when you introduce that type of environment into like a competitive multiplayer setting, there's going to be so much backlash. That weapon either has to be banned or it has to be so bad that it's not used at the highest competitive level because it's not worth it to use that slot because there's other better weapons available. It won't make sense to me if they do add the crossplay potential. I think Destiny would be a really good title for that to happen on, but I don't think it's going to happen this time. No, logistically, Maybe. can you imagine? It's, okay, we're going to this strike, but this player has Zen Meteor, so we can't let him use that or, you know? Yeah, and it's like, what if 
you know, the coding, <laughs> you have one PlayStation, one PC, one Xbox player in a strike, like you said, and it loads a PlayStation strike. What? That's going to kick the Xbox and the PC guys, or it would allow them to play it. That would be hilariously dream world. But yeah, I just, I don't see with the exclusivity still being a thing. I don't see crossplay happening. Yeah, I don't mean to sound harsh. Like, I think it would be cool. Logistically, I highly doubt that's what's going to happen. But it is a good point to be raised. And hey, last year I was saying Rise of Iron, there's no chance that it's only going to be Xbox One and PS4. And I was totally wrong. So I could be 100% <laughs> wrong on this. I just feel, why would Sony waste all that money on so, like exclusivity just for them to be like, no, it's okay. You can play it on Xbox or PC. We want you guys to enjoy the game. No! They want you on PlayStation, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out either May 18th during the gameplay reveal stream or E3 whether or not crossplay is going to happen. Somebody's going to ask it and they're going to answer and we think the answer is going to be no. All right, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember to check us out on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. You can join our Discord, over a 1,000 members strong, Discord.me slash DestinyTheShow. You can follow me, at Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Our Twitter on uh, the show is at DestinyTheShow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you next time.